Taking your emails and taking your calls. Ignorant and uninformed. Such an awesome sprinter. And like after analysis was the fact that he was always at like 85%. Most sprinters in the last like quarter of the sprint would like dig deep and push hard and end up like gassing themselves and get out of um, form, right. And be like working in inefficient ways and attempts to win. But the thing with like Carl Lewis, it's something he never did. He always just like cruise mm. at 85 mm-hmm. from beginning to end. And so I feel like, yeah, like, you know, give it your all to get into the play in tournament. And then you ain't got nothing left for the play in tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That all, that all makes sense to me. Yeah. Sports ball makes sense to you. Sports and stuff. Ball. Mm-hmm. I imagine that uh, you know, watching the Nuggets lose is not anything that expect new for anybody. Sure. <laughs> I mean, it's tough. This is like the second year in a row they've made it to the playoff, like had good seasons, and then just like gotten to the playoffs. And eh, this was a pretty middling season compared to last. Fair. And last year it was like injuries. Yeah, I feel. But like. they were like a top three seed last season. Yeah. Whereas this, I think they're sixth. Five or six, well, maybe. Two of the yeah. best players have barely played this season. So yeah. And I'm I'm a top three seed in the three of us. So that makes me last. Yay, top three. Oh, you might be the yeah, number one seed. I made I made the top three, baby. In you, the three of us. I mean, I, I think I think depending on what we're talking about, like when it comes to introductions, like yo, you are definitely the number one seed. I haven't heard Jeff we're, intro. Okay. I know how bad mine are. Ah. We're all in the top three. I'm saving now. it for the playoffs. Yep. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to Ignorant and Uninformed, America's favorite podcast. We're getting started here. We're coming to you via the magic of the interwebs today uh, at Ignorant and Uninformed headquarters, Google Meets. And this is uh, Ignorant and Uninformed. I am joined, as always, by our uh, just, just sh- you know what, sharp-looking hosts, mm. Mr. Jeff Watson and Mr. Max Sarakistan Sarak. You guys, I need a new haircut too. So, did I freeze? I think you said our names. I believe you did. Hi. I did. I guess I <laughs> yeah. froze and unfroze. It's probably not going to show up on the recording because probably not. It my, no, it always my cause... freezes don't show up. No, which is great, honestly. Uh, I mean, yeah, no, feeling good, man. Got a haircut for the first time in a long time. Yeah, you know, you guys are sharp. I was. I should get a haircut too. I've been debating like trying something a little different. So mm. maybe. Uh, some pink or some purple thrown Ooh, in there. shit i like it oh damn no i just i was thinking about a hard part like uh oh, like ooh, a shaved too yeah and maybe maybe even like a detached undercut situation is sort of what i'm looking at like i would well, i don't, I don't know, know what if that my, means what's that yeah is that like a wig I mean, there's a hard line from the long stuff on top and the the tight stuff on the sides and there's no fade it just like is a number two all the way around oh huh. or whatever oh, okay. it is yeah, you know way more than me. I just went in and I was and I was like, "Yo, make me look good." And she was like, "Cool." Cut my hair, <laughs> bitch. That's exactly. No, right. no, it was very respectful. Um, but I also had like a lot of hair, far more hair than I normally have going into a haircut. So, mm. yeah, you had some like, long ass hair, bro. I mean, it was I definitely had a sweet mullet. Yeah, but this is ignorant informed where we take your topics and turn them into our podcast for 30 minutes of uninterrupted podcasting gold i'm gonna note the time here so i don't let us go over too much uh you know we're busy people we're we're here on the internet making making the internet dollars yeah man Max, i'm just 
I'm just trying to get out for that walk before the snow comes. Like I was driving Dude. over to Frisco and it was like winter weather advisory. And I was like, is this sign Shit. broken? Cause we're, yeah, we're going to get and sunny. For those of you who know, who are playing, who want to know when this is recorded, it's the end of April right now. And Earth we're, we're going to get Earth day. Happy Earth. Welcome to Earth. And we are going to get uh, three days of snow here at the end of April, which is very exciting. And Max is going to tell you, uh, you know, how you can keep our wintry spirits warm by donating topics to the cause. Yeah. I mean, topics really do help. Like, it's sad, maybe, or uh, embarrassing how happy I get when, like, we get topics. Um, So, yeah, no, that would definitely keep the inner fires stoked. Uh, You can get our topics to us in lots of ways. You can hit us up via the Instagrams or the Twitters at Iganon. You yeah. can hit us up on the Facebooks and message the show and become a friend of the show. You can uh, email topics at ignorantanduninformed.com or you can click the submit a topic button if you are on our website. Uh, questions do tend to make the best ones. Um, although, like, you know, whatever. If you just want to throw a statement in there that we won't, we won't judge. Yeah, you know. But we're going to start there. We're going to talk about something at you mm-hmm. know whatever it is oh, and whether we, uh, it's a, oh right a tea tag a yogi tea tag was one of them that was <laughs> it's been a while i've actually got a bunch of those i could just have a bunch of those saved i could just dump some of those in the bowl if we if we could i've got a little it. like i've got a little tape it's called table topics and it's like a little little game that like it's like a party game like you know hey what would you rather and i was like there's a lot of good questions in there so i might just go through them and throw the cards in the bowl at some point yeah we'll save on our t-shirt and mailing budget although i definitely got like a new that like shipment of t-shirts from last year that we have not gone through because turns out most people who support this show have supported it for a while uh i I use a new one oh well you can have one man i think i've got some topics to throw in there from uh jeff coates oh from from twitter i i wrote it down to like do it and i found the note today i was like oh shit you know you're you're a good thing he can't use his saint powers to correct you every time you fuck up his name um is it not jeff you said it was jeff (laughs) no you son of a bitch josh goats it's josh you go you got it right last time but um uh we should probably say i don't know why my brain has just completely fucked it up because you're staring at jeff man josh i'm so sorry because you haven't slept in what a year all right (laughs) yeah i got a baby going on too french fries uh baby and french fries living the american dream yeah um, so this is actually from uh my pops who has a talking about uh, live performances if you could see any performer who would it be living or dead anybody any musician uh speaker uh artist uh on stage Film, sports, athletes, any performer, anyone who performs, who would it be? Let's do living, let's do dead. We've got a half an hour. Okay. A Blinken. Yum Wilkes Booth. <laughs> As it's getting dark. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see a little play called Our American Cousin at the Ford Theater uh, on. April, whatever it was, 191865. Wow, that's very specific. That's just a performance, not even like a performer. No, you'd see some shit. You would. Maybe. 
I mean, yeah. you think those people got to see the end of the play? I doubt it. I think you they know? just had an intermission, got the mop out. and They were like, it's okay. The president's fine. Yeah. The understudy will finish. <laughs> Could you imagine being the actors on stage trying to pick that shit up after, like, John Wilkes Booth has just jumped from the balcony to the stage, broken his leg, and scrambled out of the back of the theater, mm-hmm. smoking. Is that how that story ends? Hand. Yeah. But he, so he... He yelled at the same time in this play. There, you know, six emperor tyrannus. Yeah, yeah there you go. death to all tyrants. And uh, yes. and and it was, I, I think it was a line in the play, and so he was like waiting for that cue. That's my cue. Was, wow, that's my cue. And he was yelled he it. Super pro slavery. Is that why that went down, or like? I mean, he was anti-Lincoln, which basically clearly. makes. Clearly. I mean, he was a southern. <laughs> he was certainly a southern sympathizer. He was, he was a Confederate at heart. Uh, whether or not he was, he was from Tennessee, I believe, uh, originally or Georgia, something. Anyway, so he had had this plot with a bunch of folks, and uh, they, you know, he killed the uh, president. Sure, yeah, and he says he had worked at the Ford Theater. He had, ah. he had been an actor, so nobody thought it was weird that he was there. Um, he wasn't in the play, like that play, but he was an actor and he was pretty sure. well known in the area. So, and then so huh. he uh, snuck into the theater through a back door and got up to the box and like shot Abe Lincoln from behind a curtain and jumped out of the way because the door was blocked by uh, this colonel or some army guy who was there with the with mary todd lincoln and abraham lincoln and uh he jumped off of the and if you i've i've been there i've seen it's not a it's not an easy jump but it it, i mean it's like over the stage so you're like falling i don't know 10 12 feet onto the stage and he broke his leg scrambles backstage and exits the back of the theater and then hid across the way in like this warehouse Mm mm-hmm um, that was a former. Uh, it was a former. Shit, so I think it was just a warehouse, maybe. Because the because National the irony is that that uh, Lee Harvey Oswald was in a warehouse and shot from when when he shot mm-hmm. uh, Kennedy, and then and ran then to he, a theater, and he hid in what was formerly a movie theater, a theater of some kind. Yeah, I don't know enough about it, but. Yeah, I guess. And then, so he I shot mean, in a theater and hid in a warehouse. I knew that, you know, Wilkes Booth offed Lincoln in a theater, but I never knew how the, like that story ended. Like the idea that he jumped and then like scrambled and broke his leg on stage. And then, you know, I was just like, you, you know, like we have a hard time finishing sketch it, finishing film work if we're after like breaking character for, you know, a minute and laughing. So I can't even imagine as actors on that stage, uh, what, what does one do? I don't know. That's what I was what like just take a little break and then they're like, okay, and imagine being the actor who has to pick up that scene again, be like, Okay, so uh yeah, death to all tyrants. Uh Mary, how dare you? Uh uh I, your sister was my I never knew you had feelings for whatever the play is. I don't know if I clue, but it's our cousin, the American. Our American cousin. Uh okay. <laughs> It's probably good. Hopefully it wasn't a comedy. I feel like that'd be a tough, tough to win back that'd the crowd tough, after that. Yeah. yeah. Be like, oh God. Yeah. 
There's, they had to mop up the the floor and the box. And... Yeah. They just hosed got the down. president out of there. He died the next just morning. Out. Just hose it down. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. No, I don't think that would make my list of performers to see <laughs> or performances. Really? No, I, I was originally thinking like I would like – there's so much the, – the Gettysburg Address is what I was mm. – Oh, I would like because there's so much like lore and and uh, uh, mythologizing of of that particular, which is an eloquently written speech, very well written speech. But like that that uh, you know Abraham Lincoln was noted as having an exceptionally high voice for a uh, for such a tall, large man. That Marfan syndrome. Yeah, and the, but but that the one of the reasons. Uh, Marfan was Lincoln. Kleinfelter is an X is XXY, hmm. where you have you have an X you have an X chromosome and a Y chromosome as well, hmm. which can lead to the ve- development of like like breasts in males or hmm. like enlarged clitori in female. Hmm. I believe you're born male, uh, and you you are essentially a, a male with Kleinfelter syndrome. I don't think. You can be female. I'm sure you could identify as female. I don't know how they would classify it biologically speaking, um, which is a whole other can of words. Yeah, so. we should just. I didn't mean to be real. Steering no. away. But Marfans is when your limbs grow exceptionally long and stop, don't grow proportionally. So you, you want to go hear Abraham Lincoln's high, whiny voice? As I he... want to hear what it really sounded like. Okay. I want to hear it. I, because before, really, like, audio recording existed, I mean, gramophones and things were just at the cusp of being uh, around. Like, the, I think in the next decade they were, they were, they got gramophones and stuff working. Mm. But... Mm. Okay. I don't know. Okay. I'm just curious. I'm just curious. As far as music goes, I think I think I'm going to have to do the trite thing and say I would like to see the Beatles play. I think that would have been cool. Like, okay, the '60s. I actually learned a super cool story about my aunt when I was back in Ohio this last time that she saw the Beatles in 64 when they played Atlanta, we were like going around talking about like, Oh, what's the coolest con- your first concert. And it's funny because her daughter uh, was there as well and had no idea of that story. And so it was, it was like, what? Like, mom, you never told me that. Um, but yeah, I had to have been crazy. Was that before they hit it big? I don't know what year they, no, that was like, they were doing a stadium tour. So mm. like they were already like they would, that was like the last, bit of time before they like were about to change music and like change rock and roll. They were still very like covering the blues and mm. singing a bunch of pop and, you know, it's all, she loves me. Um, mm. Yeah. Like, so 19, because the, the um, like Beatlemania was big when they came across to the United States and did their big, that was a 1964, I think. So it was probably on that, that bit, I believe. Yeah. But yeah, they were like, it was insane. People people f- lost their shit for those mop taps. Yes. Yes. And um, okay. that would be something to see. Well, now it says performer, not performance. So it, which one of those Beatles, or do you just want to see? 
the Voltron. Or do they not count as like? Do I have to pick one of them? No, I don't. I mean, any performer. I would say a band is acceptable. Okay, fair enough. Performers. I mean, if you're there to see Ringo, that's cool. Hey, man, you still can. <laughs> well, provided he tours. I True. think. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I have any other um, major ones. I, I I think like the Rolling Stones in their prime would be pretty fucking cool. Um, I would have loved to see any of the, the greats of like rock. I think that would have been like in their heyday, you know, not like the Vegas special, but like yeah, I don't know ACDC or something or fucking or even like I don't know. No, dude, there's like so many sticks. Def Leppard. I even mean, know Def Leppard. Like catching Queen in Europe or some shit. Like in the heyday of their stadium tours. Even like seeing who was I talking? Oh, I I was standing in line trying to get a tire fixed because, you know, couldn't make appointments during snow tire season. Mm-hmm. And we had a similar con- conversation about concerts. And cause like the last time I was lining up before a building opened, I was like 15 trying to get concert tickets. Mm-hmm. And uh, this woman was so we were talking concerts and she saw uh, Michael Jackson on the thriller tour. And I was Ooh. like, Ooh. Oh, like, I bet that was a show. Um, I bet that was pretty. Yeah. Yeah, I bet that would have been dope. Jeff, what about you, man? You don't like crowds, is no, I was my understanding. Say, uh, would be about the concerts I enjoyed the most were small venues like bars. Okay, if I was lucky enough to see someone I really liked before they hit it really big. Yeah, dude. Like I'd like to see Pearl Jam back when they were playing just little clubs. That's where so I would be. When you say like little clubs, do you mean like the Bluebird in Denver? Like a couple thousand people, a couple hundred, a couple like, like couple dozen most. Like okay, a couple dozen. Like three twenty South. How that used to be, if you remember. Oh, I fucking remember the so cocaine bathrooms and the like sticky shoes, like, sticky floors. If you get a hundred people in that place. Oh, it was rocking with a hundred people in there. Yeah, there were definitely acts I got to see in college before they, I mean, they they weren't huge bands, but I mean, like Our Lady Peace or the Toadies or shit like that. Okay. Seeing them in a tiny place is awesome. And I wish I could have seen Pearl Jam in that kind of venue. Uh, Yeah, man. No, and I feel like, because yeah, like a dead club... I don't think would be that fun, but to have had like a packed small house where like the energy in that room was yeah. live. Um, yeah, I could totally see that being awesome. Yeah. First saw the, I'm like, I saw mm-hmm. the, the name of the place on, uh, in downtown Denver. It's one of the smaller spots. The Paramount. Yeah, similar, but that's not it. I can't remember. But I saw the Tours there a couple of times. Oh the yeah. Jack White band. Oh yeah. And I mean, that's awesome way to see a concert. I think. Oh yeah, no, I saw a Rack and Tours um on a, ja- a stage at da- Jazz Fest. It was something radically different. Yeah. And, but uh but I imagine that was a pretty fantastic show. Jack White, yeah. that dude's a rock star. Yeah. I'm just I'm not a huge fan of big stadium because I saw like I saw ACDC at the Pepsi Center years ago. Okay. I just don't like that setting for a concert personally. Yeah. yeah. Even Red Rocks. Mm-hmm. I'm, I didn't do it for me. 
Yeah. No, I feel bad, man. That Beck show, that sound was rough. I feel like well, the, I soured yeah. you on concerts. After no, that. no, no. I've been to other shows at Red Rocks where the, the sound was fine. I just don't get down on those kind of crowds. Yeah. Where, mm-hmm. where was it? Out of curiosity. Was it at like the Belco? What? That, that show. The, the, what, uh, reckon. Oh, Red Rocks. That was Red Rocks. Oh, Red Rocks. And the sound, sound wasn't good. It was awful. Yeah. Really? That's yeah. horrible. I mean, I think sometimes, like, you know, it's an open air venue in the mountains. And so I think, yeah. depending what the wind is doing, sure. that and can, how high up that, you are. And mm-hmm. dude, it, that's probably very true. I never thought about that. I saw yeah. a, a theater, I saw Il Devo, who, like, because my brother in law had tickets randomly. It was like the last show that I saw. Why don't? And it was. Was this your friend's brother in no, this was oh, okay. uh, my 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 ex Navy, retired Navy, uh, and he has a bunch of like vet ticks. I think that's what this was called. And oh, so sweet. he just gets random like super cheap tickets last minute. He was like, "Hey, you guys want to meet us for this show? It's Il Devo." And I said, "Like the opera singer dudes." <laughs> He's like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> so I saw Il Devo, and oh. the sound was terrible. It oh, was really? Terrible. Oh. I was so fucking pissed like the mix was bad like i was like whoever's running the sound it needs to be shot or whoever did the engineering in this and we were in the middle like we were dead center like i was like you know there's all kinds of venue things but i think that venue wasn't very well set up for a concert like that. it should have been in like the opera house or something would have sounded amazing well, I was going to say, like, I, I imagine, I don't know how it works with sound people and if bands bring their own people in or if Red Rocks has a proprietary sound person. But if Red Rocks does, I imagine opera is not their forte. <laughs> They're probably a bit more skilled at, like, rock and roll. Yeah. Uh, no, this was the Belco. This was at the, the, oh. the Belco? Yeah. Gotcha. Next to the Performing Arts Center. Mm. Gotcha. It's like, it's really more of a conference hall. Like, it's not really... Mm. Or a, a, what do they call them? The exhibit hall. It was, it was sort of like that, but like a bunch of, I mean, and I've seen stuff in there for like Comic-Con, like some of the stages for, you know, some of the, like, and those, but they're, they're not doing like music, you know, with like a 20 piece orchestra on band mm. on stage and stuff. But I was very disappointed. I was like, oh my God, I just, what is going on? It was just, I don't know what the problem was, but I was like, this should sound a lot better because it, it, it should. And it didn't. And I was sad. Mm-hmm. I, uh, but I was like, I didn't pay for the ticket, so whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely helps. I, man, there's like so many answers. Like seeing like any of the jazz greats in like a small, smoky New Orleans club or mm-hmm. something like that would be. I mean, I think would just be awesome, right? Like Miles Davis. Sure, Miles would be great. I mean, there's a there's a, so many. Grant Green would be awesome, and guitarist. Like, there's so many. I can't even like think. Prince, right before he broke on the scene, I think would Prince be. Prince came to my mind too. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, pretty phenomenal. Um, yep. Like even like, one of those early Parliament shows, I think would be a trip. Like, I, I enjoy some funk. Um, uh, uh, was it, oh, like even so, the one of the bigger shows, you know, we're talking about smaller venues, and I would love to see all those in smaller spots. But 
one of the shows that I would like to see in like a bigger theater with like David Bowie, Heyday, 70s, like Ziggy Stardust tour. Uh, Ooh, yeah. Okay. I, I would I would get down on that as well. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. If you had, it, Go ahead. If you had to narrow it down to a genre like jazz, rock, pop, classical, Beethoven, uh, just freak out live in concert, Beethoven's Ninth, baby. Yeah. <laughs> ba, ba, mean, ba, ba. You, you want to talk about fidelity of experience and like you know you t- we started with the Gettysburg Address, but like yeah, what was it like when Chopin fucking busted out? Like, I don't know, his new shit. <laughs> right? People were probably like, boo. Did you hear the latest Chopin drop, baby? Well, they were probably like, hot. I mean, Fire. if it's anything like the concerts I've been to, most people probably booed and were like, play your old shit. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need this new song. <laughs> yeah. Vivaldi, play the four seasons, you asshole. <laughs> exactly. But like, what if, I mean, what if those things were like huge fucking parties, man? Um. I don't know. They were like, that is my shit. I'm going to go buy the sheet music and play it on my harpsichord at home so I can hear it again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You think about it. Like I'd say I'd also throw in seeing like Eddie Murphy or Richard Pryor in their prime. Dude. Fucking hot. I was thinking comedy would be pretty rare. Even like George Carlin. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like before we like before uh delirious was like you have you watched delirious in a while oh dude it's foul as fuck I've, it is so offensive like oh, i mean true. especially now how everybody's oh, so dude, oh, most of the eddie murphy shit you're like wow you, you clearly can't do any of that shit today mm-hmm. none of that shit would like yeah no so like i mean oh it's one of my favorite it's amazing. It's very good, but like with today's sensibilities, it just, there's no way that a, a comic would like. He was a shock comic in the '80s, but you know, and it was it was shocking then. But now it's like, okay, we really can't be saying words like that. <laughs> no, and I think like comedy is possibly the place where you can see it the most. Um, like I can't think of a different art form or a different like man. I listen to music from the early '80s, right? Oh, yeah. And it, it sounds dated, but it doesn't sound like it's not nearly as no, the lyrics are racy. Yeah. But like comedy, I think is really where you can see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But like, even like, it'd be rad. It'd like to go, I'm sure there was some spot at the Royal Shakespeare company where like lots of actors we know were like in their twenties, you know, playing some Shakespeare. Uh, mm-hmm. and that would probably be pretty rad too i mean the royal shakespeare company when like fucking ian mckellen and patrick stewart uh and and like i've seen some of the interviews they did like back in the 70s like they're all, they're all just sitting there smoking cigarettes on like on a stage on a bunch of couches and shit they're like you know when i played leah uh, fuck you patrick ah like none of them were knighted at that point they were like you know like 30 somethings they're like i fucked Mary's, oh yeah uh, <laughs> like, whoever, mary of scott whoever the woman was was playing mary of scott fucked her brains out and went on and did act three 
<laughs> yeah. Like, that seems that oddly specific. Yeah. Even or like even to be like you should on, watch that. It's I think it's Masterpiece Theater with I'll the Royal Shakespeare Company. And like to see Patrick Stewart in his bald in his thirties and uh like Ian McKellen in maybe in his forties and like just in same i mean maybe younger but like holy crap yeah and then they get like, to be professor x and Magneto, judy dench like judy years. dench was in that company it's that's what crazy. i mean like uh, there's yeah. a bunch of folks that we that are like household names now yeah but it also right. makes okay i choose that well no man you don't have to change your choice i mean i, I also, also choose this guy's wife <laughs> wonder about like on a film good reference set, right like pick some iconic film right and pick a day of filming and like could you was there some inkling of what was about to happen? Like, could you was could you feel the magic before Godfather? I don't know. Like, it pick a movie, um, and like that, I would like that would be interesting too to like be able to to witness that performance. Yeah, you hear those stories a lot. Like they're like, oh my god, and then you know Dustin Hoffman when they came down that elevator and we got that shot. You know, like in Rain Man. Or whatever, like you hear, you always hear stories like that. With, if you're a nerd like me and you listen to the commentary and the interviews and shit like that on old movies, but it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. I think, I think it's funny that like, I wonder if you and McGregor doing the Kenobi series is like, I don't know. Is there a moment for him? Like probably all the scenes with Jar Jar where he was like, yeah, this is going to fucking rule. (laughs) There's so much extra shit now. Like uh, for Star Wars, man. I'm back on Star Wars. Oh, like I was like, would I have liked to have been on that set in 1977? Maybe summer of 76 when they were filming that shit. No, but I mean, the actors even said it's like you can type this shit, but you can't say it. I mean, they knew the dialogue was bullshit. That's what Alec Guinness said. Yeah, he said this is this is bullshit. This is a low point in my career. <laughs> I I played Leah, <laughs> which is which is funny because I couldn't tell you something else that Sir Alec Guinness clearly an accomplished actor because he was knighted. I assume for his acting. Uh, I couldn't tell you something else that he did. Well, I think he was also like a stage actor. I think he was more more <laughs> well known as a stage actor. He yeah. did a few Ch- other films, but nothing exceptional. There, and nothing he, in the science fiction genre, which is essentially non-existent. Well, in the seventies, and also on stage, was burgeoning, burgeoning. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, there's certainly. But yeah, maybe he was, he like, was probably in the, for the paycheck. He was probably in the Shakespeare Company with Patrick Stewart and Ian McClellan. <laughs> I he would not be surprised. Movies. Damn right he was. I, mean, I bet he was in the Royal Shakespeare Company. He was He was definitely classically trained, like a trained British actor. Mm. Oxford or whatever it was, mm. you know. I don't know. That'd be pretty cool to see. I mm. mean, I, I don't know that you, I just don't, I think it would be like maybe seeing the first screening of Star Wars. You know what I mean? Like being in that crowd mm. when, like, I don't think being on set because you know the guy they had in the suit. Oh fuck, I forgot his name already. In Darth Vader's suit, had this really weird voice. And you've ever seen the clips of like the guy? He's like, "You're part of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor." 
take her away. Like it's just very weird. <laughs> so to not hear James. So we're back Earl, to where we Earl Jones's voice coming out of that suit. So we're back to where we began with high pitched Abraham Lincoln. High pitched Abraham Lincoln and mm-hmm. uh, Squad seven years ago. Squad seven years ago. I'm important. Listen to me. Did you ever have to memorize the the the, the, the like? Any like the Gettysburg Address or the Declaration of Independence or the preamble to the Constitution, yep, like that kind of shit. They made us memorize that shit. Yeah, we had a test on it in front of the class. Do the say it address. Had to do the preamble. That's indoctrination, folks. Not that is. I mean, no more than saying the Pledge of Allegiance every morning. Oh hell yeah, that's creepy when shit. The when you look back of on human it. events, I mean, it becomes necessary for one body to dissolve with another. That was a yeah. I don't remember if life, I liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Sure. Fifth grade, man. We had to do all that shit. We had to do a states know. test. That was like the full on, you're an American now, motherfucker. <laughs> What's the capital of Idaho, bitch? <laughs> Say it. <laughs> uh, uh, Boise. Oh. Oh, okay. How about Missouri? Uh, St. Louis. No, it's Jefferson City, you fuck. <laughs> Dude, like one of those SNLs back with like the cast when like Steve Martin was there, Eddie Murphy, or like. The Chevy very Chase. first broadcast in 1975 would have been something to fucking see. Yeah, it'd be man. pretty cool. That'd have been dope as hell. Um, yeah, there's. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. I'd I like think to... I want to see the beginnings, like the first of something, mm. like the first, the first broadcast of SNL to be in backstage for the yeah. with all the cocaine and shit. Yeah, all just all the cocaine. Really, that's mm. what I'm here for. Yeah. Like the like uh, MTV like Nirvana unplugged, I would be I would be okay. I would have dug That's being a very, in that crowd. Um, yeah. Also, very specific. It's so like, I it's something I haven't thought about. I haven't thought about that performance in twenty years. But suddenly, it's like, oh yeah, it's good. I mean, it's heart wrenching knowing what's about to happen. But uh, yeah, yeah. Because how long after did Kurt Cobain take his life? It was like Courtney Love murdered him. Then, yes, you're right. She she pulled the fucking trigger, mm-hmm. and but like it was it was it was weeks if not days after that performance, right? Don't remember that he killed himself. I uh, so an interesting read on that. Like Jeff and I both worked with a dude who had like his pet theory and honestly it could not be his that he could have stole it from other people or, or been borrowing it was the like that that performance specifically was Kurt Cobain's like suicide note and that's a really interesting wow. lens to view that album through um yeah i don't know it's All like right. well, definitely changed the way great way to end this episode <laughs> uh i don't know it, it, i mean Man, Nirvana back in the day would have been something to see. And it's something that I feel like I missed by a few years of age. Like, mm-hmm. I might have been, had I been, you know, I don't know, probably not even like five. It's probably more like five, ten years that I would have been like of an age to go see that and do that. Right? Yeah. Because, I, I mean, know. again, like, I don't know, like seeing them on the way That was out. what, 90, 91? I mean, 92? yeah, it smells like Teen Spirit came out in 91. Yeah. There you go. So, like, I was 10. I think... Like, I, I had no place at a Nirvana <laughs> show. At right, 10. that's what I'm saying. Like, I was I was 8 
eight? Yeah. Yeah. Seven. I was seven. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, but like, you know, had I been 17, I might have I might have been able to go to something like that and might have been into that. But I missed it by a little bit. But I think that was like the grunge movement. I think I just I just I knew of it, but I was like, you know, so good. I remember being in first grade and hearing Ace of Bass. The sign was the most popular song okay. in like first grade. I remember. And I was just like, no, no, really? In yeah. Florida, they were big maybe in '83. Like maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was like third grade. I don't know. I just remember that song. Fair coming I mean, out. It's a good I one. Like, I still like that. I saw the sign and it opened up my eyes. I said, <laughs> I'm, I'm in elementary school. <laughs> like, that's all I remember. What wasn't? I think there's some like white supremacist tones to Ace of Base, or like definitely some neo-Nazi stuff. Uh, uh i heard around Probably. that band eh? yeah never heard any of that well they are sweet. racist fucks they're all blonde and right? blue-eyed siblings. they're like i mean yeah they're just like abba racist siblings they're siblings are they abba, sure? abba's swedish right i don't know ace of bass I don't I'm even pretty know, sure man. Ace of Base were siblings. Maybe Nazi, not. Nazi don't siblings. Around, you heard it here. Because they're going to see my heart breaking. Don't turn around. They were test two babies made by the Nazis to take over via pop music. On so. their moon base. And fuck, exactly. they came close. They did. They weren't even born on this planet. They were made in a test tube on the moon. That You heard it here. <laughs> we're, we're just the truth out there folks thanks so much for downloading and listening to ignorant unaffordable america's favorite podcast we've been your hosts mr jeff watson mr max ace of base Sarakistan Sarak. that just blew my mind thanks i mean i feel bad if i just spread misinformation but (laughs) i am ben hollywood moonbase whitmore and this is uh, this is ignorant uninformed signing off make sure you check us out on facebook uh, or Instagram or the Twitters is probably the best one at Ig and Un. And, uh, you know, we're going to be back next week. Make sure you send us a topic if you're, you know, so inclined to topics at ignorantuninformed.com or hit us up on Twitter and get us there. We're going to be back next week. Make sure you subscribe, download all that good stuff, uh, you know, and we'll be back next week with a brand new epidose of hot ass freshness all up in your grill. Uh, peace off. Okay. Just just do it. Just peace off. And I say, <laughs> stop recording. I already said that. It's not doing it, though. There it is. <laughs>